Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog, an ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This is Poog. Today's topic, loosely speaking, the crisis of the New Year's resolution. Happy holiday. Oh, sorry. Happy New Year. Hello, hello. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. No, I need to say goodbye. Say hello. Okay. So, New Year's resolutions, one of the cornerstones, one of the dreaded tent poles of the wellness world. Ugh. I mean, sorry, I, I, I came in with my opinion quick. To By be the way, clear, I'm anti, and I don't know where you stand. I'm fiercely anti. Okay, we will free the people from this. We must free them now because we will not be punished by the calendrical system. You know, who benefits from New Year's resolutions? It's flat belly tea. Uh, <laughs> right? And that is not an industry that we are lifting up on poo. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when they get your phone number at the gym, et cetera, et cetera. Because you know, one of the big New Year's resolution things, right, is the gym. Going to the gym. And obviously oh now under COVID, that's no longer, you know, it's one of the benefits of COVID. The gym no longer has... The pull on us. Well, yeah. It's, it's devastating. Um, but wait, I just... But I have to cut in and to say that, <laughs> A... I, when I lived in New York City, I lived there for, God, almost nine years, and uh, never really left, you know, just kind of... Famously, famously. Uh, famously never had a goodbye party, even though I had such a uh, huge community there. I think you've forgotten that you have, and I give a beautiful toast. Okay, listen to me, Jacqueline. Yes, we had an intimate dinner of maybe four or five people, but I'm talking about, like, one of those creative Facebook event. I'm leaving, meet at Blue and Gold Bar, you know? Blue and Gold. But I just wanted to say that I, when I lived in New York City, I briefly belonged to a gym that was, like, exclusive 
exclusively for taxi drivers. And I didn't really realize that. Like I went there, it was like basically cost $4 every six months. It was like, wait, is it taxi drivers? Cause it was all night open all night. That kind of thing. Yeah. It was called dolphin. And I went there and there was, I was like, the, I was like, where am I? And I signed, when I signed up, they were like, you got a free personal training session. And this personal trainer took me into the office, weighed me. And then he, he told me I was obese. <laughs> I'm sorry. They really need to cut it with that language. And by the way, I was on Yaz at the time. I'd gained some weight yeah. due to birth control and, you know, being what, 20? But he told me I was obese and I kind of looked at him. I was like, I'm not obese. And he was like, right. You are. Technically, you are technically obese. And then he stretched me out on the floor mat or whatever. And then I, you know, I went a few more times, then never went back again. And then I want to say that I was once in New York going through a breakup. And I was lured by an Equinox New Year's special where they're like, ordinarily cost $24,000 a year. I know. This year it only costs $600, something like that. So I signed up. When you sign up for Equinox, you have to basically sign away your life and you have to tell them that, and they make it impossible to quit. That if you're going to quit mid-year your membership, you have to you prove have to that you've basically been beheaded. <laughs> can no longer. And they give to handwrite a letter, send send the footage from CNN. No, no, it's it's they make it impossible. So I was like, I'm quitting, and I called in and I told them like, Hi, I'm gonna have to cancel my membership. They're like, You're aware of our policy, blah blah blah. So rude. I found there in the policy. <laughs> I, I, I told the woman on the phone, I told her that I was going to live at sea. I truly <laughs> told her, I said, I have to, I'm moving. And she goes, well. Oh, we have gyms everywhere. We have, we have gyms, gyms everywhere. everywhere. You have to prove that your address, we, we need proof of address. They wanted proof of address. Like they were the goddamn right, that DMV. You were going somewhere. And I told them, oh, I'm going to live on a boat, bitch. So good luck. And she really tried to press me. Well, do you have an employment letter that you're going to be living on this boat? I said, no, it's not a job thing. I'm just going to live at sea and they had to release me from my equinox membership literally if we if you love us let us free and if we're meant to be we'll return it's yeah so disgusting that their model operates on uh being locked in i mean like <laughs> it's like that's your business model like it's just it's incredibly rude i know well i could never the equinox thing of the eucalyptus steam and the keels the keels yeah. products that's what you're there for no no i i, I have something to say which is <laughs> the business equinox has done as a result of merely having keels in the bathroom cannot be overstated i know okay that is the first thing that everybody mentions it's brilliant it's brilliant when describing why equinox is better it's um i went to a reebok gym <laughs> Wow. For some time, okay, and and they, it changed into an equinox later. I I I can't remember how I got out of it, but it was like it was ugly. Mm. It always oh, you know what I you know what I really hate. Well, too okay, obesity, whatever. I remember once walking in this gym thinking I could actually get an informational session. You know, like I could actually find out about the gym without them hounding me for <laughs> the rest of my life. You know, and, yeah. and it was impossible. And I remember and it's this thing like, what's your current exercise routine? Okay. And it's like, I always default to this kind of like three to four days a week yoga or something like, like I give her some lie and I think I'm out of here. Like, I'm not coming back. Like, don't ask me a single question. And and I (laughs) believe the last time I did this, I had the courage to say, like, nothing recently. Yeah, totally. Trained dancer, of course, from youth. Okay. So some (laughs) certain muscular memory remains. But I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like uh, them. I don't know. There's just something really wrong about it. However, I do have glorious memories as a child of accompanying my mom to the gym. Wow. And sitting at the snack bar watching her <gasps> do the exercise classes. So to me, the gym's just like French fries in a little paper cup. My parents never exercised. So the exercise was not even considered. There was no language for it in the home. My mom would go on walks and my dad right. would walk up and down the stairs just in the house. But that was really it. And so I... Yeah, notoriously thin, no? My parents ballooned in the late <laughs> 90s. <laughs> the late 90s to the early 2000s and they both went on Weight Watchers and I remember that was huge for me because I used to wake up with like Mars Capone cream on pumpkin bread and you know and I was like dessert it was ice cream every night and then I remember when my parents went on Weight Watchers it took a toll I of course was still able to eat whatever I wanted but they went on Weight Watchers and and they did eventually lose it but yeah <laughs> no the question of, of of whether whether and how we talk about weight on poog is is important because and i it's don't huge. know where we've landed because uh it's the final taboo no it is and we're some say money is the final taboo maybe but i think it's women talking about weight 
is what we're talking <laughs> exactly. about weight. And obviously we're not, we're not uh, pushing. And let me tell you, the sponsors have written in that we've, some diets have tried to get on poop. They have. They want us to advertise and we refuse to, we, you know, diet culture is, is hell. You know, food is now a superstructure to control women, a patriarchal superstructure to control women's bodies. And so we don't want to do that. However, I also don't want to hide that. Like, I don't want to be robbed of my self-hatred. I don't want to be exactly. robbed of my neuroses around my own weight. Like, cause there is an expectation that any woman speaking about expressing any self-hatred or self-body hatred or anything is damaging to others. And I think that's probably both true and unpoliceable. Also, I want to live in a world where where we're not allowed to acknowledge the low-grade anorexia that every woman suffers because she was born. Like, there's forever this idea, like, body positivity, of course, like, and and it takes work to like love your body and to not literally hate your body and try to scratch it off. <laughs> like that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. But like there's this deeply condescending language to like the body positivity movement as the women are unable to. And again, and again, I should have thought of something smart to say before we hit record. But help me. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, what it reminds me of when you're talking is. Uh, celebrity interviews that I read in magazines as a kid and as a teen in which it's like, what is Heidi Klum? You know, how does she stay trim or what's her whatever? And it's like not eating. Yeah. And they, they always say like <laughs> they they always present these kind of healthy. Oh, well, you know, I would I don't deprive myself. Da, 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 da. And it's like them putting out this oh, I don't diet thing in order to not negatively influence young gals right it's like <laughs> you're you're fucking me up even more because i don't yeah. understand how like you're able to you know, well i indulge a couple times a week no and, i know uh, exactly it's, it's like, like it's like i know what you're doing you're not eating yeah it's like i remember i can't remember if i mentioned this on a past book <laughs> episode or in conversation but i remember being eternally traumatized by christina ricci interview i read in which they were talking about you know how do you manage your keeping that waste or whatever And she said, well, I find that when I want something sweet, I actually can usually just curb the desire by eating a pickle. I think I remember that. See, these things go in like spells. (laughs) These things go, they lodge deep. They lodge. Indelible on the hippocampus. Yes. No, it's completely. They lodge. And so that, of course, I was never able to dislodge. And so I'm almost just like, I need more of these actresses and I need more of these people to be like, I don't eat. So then the rest of us can be I like starve for two weeks. They, exactly. Yes. Like tell like give it to us and give us. I don't know. I want the ugly truth. And, <laughs> you know, like it's more comforting. It's like because what I feel less than when I hear that they're able to somehow, you know, the classic. The, remember when mini meals would be described as a handful of almonds was one of the meals. Well, like, I, well by the six way, six meals a day. Women's magazine thing. It must have been Cosmo. And I remember <laughs> hearing it. Christina Aguilera, her food diary, which right there is so yeah. the, the violence of the food, the celebrity <laughs> the food diary. diary and the word diary, too. her snack, her snack, 12 almonds and a piece of fruit. Yes. And so I, of course, took that to heart. My friend who, who writes on <laughs> TV shows, okay, she said the actresses always asked for cut fruit. Like, like that was the only thing they were willing to sort of eat on camera. That was the thing. It was like cut, cut fruit. fruit. And I always think wow. cut fruit. And, oh my god! No, I've never weights the you, final taboo, and even when you said the word obese earlier, you know I panicked. Uh, yeah, no, of course, I panicked of course. because like, is there a way in which you know by merely uttering that word is that offensive? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, no, of course, like literally no, no. acknowledging the existence of sort of a uh, spectrum. But those lines, I remember specifically. I remember my family got like a new scale and maybe it was one of those ones that like zaps a beam through you and tells you the you know <laughs> different. Um, you know, your constitutional issues, you know, 30, you're, you're, you know, you have 40 pounds of fat, you have 60 pounds of bone, whatever. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> My family got it. It was this thing where everyone plugs in their identity into the scale. And so you climb on, you, you hit number four, you climb it's on. Like, Hello, Jacqueline. And it basically like said, like, like my brother was obese. Like I was obese. <laughs> We weren't morbidly <laughs> obese, but we were obese. And like for years, you know, particularly in the 90s, the word obese was just thrown around to mean it's a know, moral failing. Beyond, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and it's yeah. that thing where the medical term becomes the insult. Right. Right. You know, idiot once was a, I think, a medical term. Is there a term for being medically ugly? Um. Oh, that's another thing I want to say, which is I was like, 
alongside this kind of condescending language on women's bodies and talking about oh my god like fatness thing is like being gorgeous and this need for like you're gorgeous and being gorgeous i'm like this is huge i mean the world would change tomorrow what we need are hideous women on billboards what we need are like we need to as soon as we don't like we need to like this inability to acknowledge the ugly woman is so and i i can't i i i I could not i could talk about this for 30 hours because here's the thing and i don't have the conclusion like what i'm saying is very like like scrappy and not well thought out and i feel like but sorry keep keep going i just i'm tired the condescending language around women the thing see I realized a number of years ago that me being absolutely unwilling to acknowledge myself finding anything unattractive, okay? Yeah. Is actually deeply patronizing. Right. (laughs) Right, So, so let's just say, so anytime someone describes someone else as God forbid ugly, okay? Mm -hmm. I lose my mind, okay? And start launching into why they're not. Right. Because I am Look at those completely eyelashes. or yeah. just because to me, actually, quote, being ugly, okay, is and I have to put it in quotes because I can't <laughs> even acknowledge it as a, as a state. No, because okay? I also it's apparently with that. so so offensive a right. reality that I couldn't allow a person to, <laughs> to even in their ugly. absence be that thing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I totally. I thus reveal that I am more judgmental of ugliness because I think it's a it's a an it's a state. Unutterable truth. So so yeah. So the reveal is that I'm worse than all. Like someone being like, yeah, they're kind of an uggo or whatever. You ever hear yeah. someone say that? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like shaken to the core <laughs> and lying in bed at night, like trying to like talk to myself about how like everything and everyone is beautiful and it has to be true. And I do believe it. And I do no, believe I it's all it in the eye and you got to turn the eye to see the majesty of yet another of God's creations. I feel that too. And that includes, let's say you get burned in a fire. Okay. That yeah. That's also part of God's creation, okay, is the events that unfolded during this life. But I think also there's something about, and this is when it gets into really like the condescending feminization of like any and all bodies. Like, for example, picture somebody who's violently impaled. And I'm talking about like somebody goes through some horrific accident, okay? (laughs) Wait, violently impaled is... Because to be impaled is merely the sword through you. Okay, you mean, okay. like I mean, you're like, run over by a train, you're set on right. fire, you're thrown <laughs> off a cliff. Okay, it's bad. Okay, yes. and you're you're propped up in the hospital you're unrecognizable, bed. Unrecognizable, so to speak. <laughs> you're propped up in the hospital. Bed. See, I can o- I can only define it as that. Okay, go the on. The nurse comes in with a pink glittery headband and puts the little headband on you. <laughs> she gorgeous, right? Oh, so like, oh and thank then, you, Kate. Thank you. <laughs> God damn, she got a rough deal. She is no, she's now a thumb, right? But because of the pink headband, yeah, wrap her it's head the in infant a... with the big pink bow on the head, weighing down the skull, right? Like the child being literally collapsing under the weight of collapsing gender, under the weight of a fascinator. This yeah, ne- exactly. So, this like so a body that's not just automatically recognized as being available for consumption is so horrifying that. That we respond with gorgeous. (laughs) Well, I always, and again, this may have to be cut. (laughs) The the ring light has fallen. Okay. My vanity has caused this. Okay. My vanity has caused me to set it up in in a shoddy fashion. I need my ring light now. Now it's going away. Okay. So wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Okay, hold on. Take me back because it's really important. Oh, 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 the you're gorgeous. So yeah, this yeah. is something that I, I hesitate so <laughs> deeply to say because, again, and I, whatever. But I remember realizing in college there was this dynamic where, um, with my friends, okay, which was they were more critical. They were, they were willing, okay, they felt comfortable criticizing how good an outfit looked. Let's say we're all getting dressed to go out, okay? And I'm put on an outfit and come out. They were more willing to criticize what I was wearing, the outfit, when I was thinner. Mm. This is so fucked up. Are you ready? Wow. Okay, wow. so I, let's okay. say I'm I'm at my skinniest, okay? I'm yeah. snorting Adderall, yeah. the antidepressants, whatever, eating nothing but Caesar salads in the dining room, okay? I come out, they're willing to go like, mm, that belt, that belt's doing a weird thing on your, right, on your waist, okay? Right. However, okay, gain 30, all right? Suddenly I come out in a, let's just say, now, quote, ill-fitting <laughs> skirt. It's like, there she is. All right. Someone's going out. Someone's getting ready to get fucked oh tonight. Oh, my God. You. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, because they see me as actually, they see me as, quote, 
beyond hope. Beyond yes, fixing. Yes, yes. So I'm beyond being tweaks. I'm be- tweaks can't help you now. You're beyond so humanity. So all we're going to do is support you blindly, scream gorgeous, exactly. and put a little thing on your head. Because a- the assumption being that you somehow are so fragile. Right. You, you've been, you've taken such a huge hit by the 30 pounds <laughs> that to say, God, you know, that shirt is doing something weird exactly. on you is like you would yes. cease to even exist and yeah. you, are, you would be so incapable as if you don't already know the criticisms that are being flung at you because of the weight gain, as if right. you already don't have the goddamn mental acumen to be like, Ugh. it's so offensive. Well, it's, it's, so it's so hurtful offensive. for them suddenly to just go like, there she is. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, you could even test it. Like you could act actively put something well, on yeah. that's a problem. And if they don't acknowledge it, like, it's <laughs> like know. well, that's like when someone posts a pic of you that like you think is heinous and you're like, so I guess you, you think that photo is an accurate representation of me. Good to know. <laughs> right. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's wait, also wait, like, uh, oh, I, 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 I don't know if I've told you this before, but it, it literally killed me. And it's, it's a personal <laughs> example of deep uh, patronizing, more offensive than just the, the simple truth. Okay. So one of my oldest friends. Uh, sees a photo of me on Instagram, okay, and in her mind assesses that I have apparently lost weight. She sends <laughs> me a a text, okay, that's a paragraph long, and it says something like, um, "I don't want to like because I don't want to um, support the idea that that weight loss is inherently." Uh, what's the word? I don't know. Good. Okay. Like, because I don't want to like propagate notions of blah, 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 you know, this sort of thing. Okay. So I don't want to say, oh my God, you look so great. You know, you lost weight because of course you always look great. But I do want to say congratulations because, you know, this to me means that you're happy and you're no longer (gasps) using food as a palliative. No. (laughs) Palliative. Palliative. You know, like palliative oh care. Oh my god! I hope that friend was ripped out of your life. No, she remains my best friend. Okay, <laughs> just kidding. Okay, <laughs> okay, but palliative isn't that? And the idea of the thinness somehow equating health or happiness is one of the most shocking. Well, it's so much things. worse. It's such a worse statement. Like I'd much just pre- prefer like the ignorance of congrats on the weight loss. You know almost over congrats on well you must no longer be using food as your drug that is so crazy but but obviously we have gone deep into weight we've gone into the final taboo and we'll continue to explore it no but that is a result of new year's resolution talk because the new year's resolution and weight loss are inextricably linked that is the thing probably number one hitting the gym i'm gonna lose 20 pounds this year um and who wants to lose it when the others do who wants to lose it when the others do is all i'm saying but i i hate working with other people working so so like I certainly don't want to work on myself with a group. Like all of us like slobs come back from the holiday and we all show up at the gym. No, no. It's an indignity. So here at Poog, we want to officially rebuke the New Year's resolution of weight loss. While retaining the personal right to express my own anxieties and insecurities around weight. Just feel fat and move on. Get a goddamn grip. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to join a gym, join a gym. But... Don't give them what they want, which is the January 3rd sign-up. Yeah. Pathetic. Okay. Hate to take you away, but we must go to commercial. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. 
head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Poog. So in this discussion of the new year, New Year's resolutions, there is something inescapably attractive about the new beginning. And even as here, I laugh at the needing the calendar to tell you when to change your life. You can change it tomorrow. You can change it November 4th, you know, but it's like, there is something just so attractive about it. Like right now I'm imagining getting a brand new calendar, you know, and those clear pages mm. and, and a new beginning. Yeah. And that is very Pugian, right? If I may be so bold, the kind of with the arrival of the new tincture comes a new yes. beginning and a new way to live. And so yes. of course I'll be seduced by the, by the new year's resolution. And I, and I do have some, some that I will share and um, maybe I'll do that now. <laughs> or what do you think? Jacqueline? I just want to talk about one thing that's yes. a psychological dynamic for me of Jan one. Okay. That yeah. really affects me particularly in December. So how do you uh, visualize time? <laughs> okay. Specifically the year. Okay. So for me, it's very much based on these month calendars that hung above the blackboard, et cetera, in mm. school. Okay. And so it's from left to right. <laughs> okay. Jan, Feb, et cetera. You know the months. Now, here's the thing. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. Indeed. <laughs> March or April, which comes first? Okay. Well, by the that way, one was too easy. it that always one takes too that. Easy. That one's too easy, but I struggle. Give me another. Okay. Rapid fire. Ju- okay. Is June seven or six? That I know because my birthday month's July. So. Okay. Looks like you're doing better. Give me than another. We give thought. me another. Give me another. April and May. April's first. No, you know, because when I say it that way, because if I go May, yeah, April, yeah. you go, I haven't heard it. It's impossible to trick you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's impossible. There's I know. No I know it's hard. So obviously we go November, October. I, I'm not sure where April falls around. April, May, June is confusing. No, March, April, May is confusing. March, April, March, April May, May. March, is April, May is really confusing. No, Those March, are interchangeable. April, May, it's like 10 poles and that there's no 10 pole there. April, May, March. No, no. Jan, Feb is easy as fuck. Okay. Okay. I feel like October, November, December is easy as fuck because it, it always March, just, you know, April, it's on May the edges. Honestly, the center gets a little it's soupy in there. The center cannot hold. The center okay? cannot hold. That's how I always feel about the year. So, so. All right, all right. I have so much to say. By the way, are you a synesthete? What? Much like myself. You know, synesthesia where you experience oh, color oh, yeah, and things course. like that. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I experienced dinner um, at lunch. So what does that make me? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But here's the thing. Because what I'm tempted to do right now is to go into which colors the months are for you. But we, we can talk about that after. Do you have strong, you know, no. Feb? Okay. So <laughs> March feels green to me, though. In- indeed. But that might just be the spring for God you. God damn it. You're right. How pathetic. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So last week of December and first week of Jan. Okay. Okay. Those are merely a week away, right? To me, however, they are not. Okay. They're absolutely <laughs> not. It's not because of the holiday break, folks. Okay. It's not because of a long weekend. It's because when I get, as we are moving towards the end of the year, and that language means something to me visually. Okay. It's headed all the way to the right. There's a thing that happened. This is New Year's Eve for me. Are you ready? I have to fly through space all the way from the way right end, aka December. Oh. I have to fly through absolute space in the air to get all the way back to over on the left January. I see. So next year is as far away in my mind yeah. as last January. No, I was going to say, I see that. Do I you see, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they're both 12 months backward yeah. to the left. Yeah. Is that not crazy? So it, I, this, these are some of the reasons that I struggle with time management. Because <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you this week about how I picture the weeks in a month and what oh. next Friday means to me and visually. I just want to say the amount of time between Tuesday and Saturday is crazy. What do you think is one of the quickest? Monday to Tuesday, probably. I think Sunday to Monday. See, I but the hell of it stretches it into agony, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, Sunday. Okay. You don't even have colors for the months. I mean, for the days of the week. No, we don't I don't have Monday. colors. Monday feels red. Thank you. That is it. That's the answer. Really? That's mine. Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Tuesday. Tuesday's kind of yellow. Wow. What's yours? Electric blue. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't have it. Monday feels red, but... Blue, green, okay. I've always felt that I would die on a Thursday. Oh, wow. If I was going to say what day of the week you feel like, without <gasps> literal associations, yeah. okay? Without any... Li not being literal. Not, oh, Kate loves Thursdays. I feel like kind of like the word Thursday. Wow. I feel a little bit spiritually Thursday, actually. It feels like you. Yeah. I'm waiting for you to tell me what I am. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I really feel that you're Sunday. I had a feeling you were going to say that. Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> my favorite game that my mother made us play is um, called... Uh, Oh no, I can't remember. <laughs> okay, I'll have to get it during I'll have to get it during the okay, uh, okay, okay. It's a game where you do if I was an animal, what would I be? It's a guessing game, but it's it's abstract. It's completely abstract and non-literal and it's really I like fun. that. Okay, so but as we talk about resolutions, I do have some because I am seduced by the idea of a new beginning and I constantly want to change my life, right? And so for example, I've spoken about this briefly on Poog, but at the beginning of the pandemic, the first couple months I was living a life I had never lived before. Mm -hmm. I was going to bed and I'm talking about lights out. My eyes are closed <laughs> at 11, seven o'clock, like lights out, clockwork. Girls. lights Sorry. out girls. I'm gone. And then the eyes have been effortlessly opened at 659, like yes, shocking grasshopper, like full, yes. full grasshopper. And then I was doing, I can barely even say it. I was doing a half an hour morning pages. I was doing a whopping wow. hour of yoga and then I would wow. do a 20 minute meditation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was, and I did it every goddamn day. And it was sacred great. morning. It was, and I, and I dubbed it my sacred morning. And I realized the morning was sacred. And I have always laughed at, scoffed at, and hated those with their sacred mornings. Those people oh, out course. in the morning with their golden retriever, their mug, their steaming travel mug, you know, and their Cymbalta. <laughs> I always. <laughs> I was always envious, but then I started to really feel it. Uh, I too could have a sacred morning and yeah. I do want to return to a sacred morning. And here's but, the thing. Sorry. No, but I have been waking up earlier. I find that it does help because I struggle with time management and debilitated mm. by the day as you are too. We can't, <laughs> where, do, you know, where does the time go? I've always said, I don't know how people work out because it takes four hours. Yeah. I don't believe in the quick workout. However, I have to say, and this is a New Year's resolution. This is me kind of plugging someone, but I really do enjoy this Melissa Instagram. Wood Melissa Wood Health. I forgot where I got it initially. I went on the account. I signed up. It's it's $10 a month, I believe. You get all her workouts. And again, this is not sponsored. I am not. Hello, I will take a free membership now, Melissa. And I am loving, it's like Pilates mixed with yoga. And she has videos that are like from 10 minutes all the way to 45. And I have found that if I even just, if there's a day where I can't bring myself to move and I go, you have to do the 10 minutes, it's worth it. Now, do you, once I've you do the 10 minutes, months, start, do you do more? I just, Occasionally. The, quick, the quick workouts bum me out. I mean, everything, everything does. I, I think it's just because changing activities is hard for me with ADD. Yeah. Okay. Um, mm. With my hyper focus. Okay. 
changing activities is very uncomfortable. So I, I when I'm in something, I want to stay in it, you know? Yeah. Ooh, I feel that. Which, you know, when I'm, and that's like the embarrassment when I'm doing the yoga, I'm literally like, I am saved. Yes. Oh, I'm I saved. I love it so much. And yet, you know, as <laughs> you know, can't bring yourself to bring yourself back into a state. You can't come in. You yourself enjoyed. No, no. I mean, and every time when I do like, when I hit like a 30 minute mark and I'm doing it, I'm like, Kate, this is the time that you take this information and you go next time you're like, I can't do it. I really don't want to remember this moment. It makes you feel so much better. You feel relaxed. You're not on your goddamn phone. It's like, that's why I'm a standup as guaranteed mm-hmm. time. I couldn't be on my cell phone. Like that's now all I'm looking for is a guaranteed time that I can't be on my phone. Like that's why I love showering so much. I can't be on my phone. That's why I love sleeping. You're not See, on your phone. Interesting. I, I do not get in my shower without my phone. You've said that and I don't, I've taken baths with the phone, but how do you get, what do you mean? I simply bring it in and I let the chips fall where they may. What? Okay. But you, it's not in the shower, Jacqueline. Well, no, iPhones are literally waterproof. Um, no. Yeah, I think they are. The new ones are. Literally, you don't have to plug them with the silicone little tab, okay? Wow. But I've been doing it for literally as long as, I'm pretty sure I used to take a portable in, in there in like 99. Where would you prop it up? Usually I hold it. I pass it back and then I use the, um, I use it, uh, like, so here's the thing that I'll do. It will get, you know, steamed up and wet and stop accepting my thumb. Yeah. So then I reach out, I grab my underwear that's on the floor. Uh, I dry it with my underwear. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If the underwear isn't accessible, I use the shower curtain. Oh. The cloth outer version. Of okay. Course. But yeah, I am. Um, I always have said I live free, die hard when it comes to the iPhone. I'm, I won't be in a prison of the delicate iPhone existence. I'd rather let it fall, let it die. And know that I've been living my life. Wow. No, I mean, that's where Steve Jobs gets it wrong sometimes, okay? Where he acts like it's the Zen simplicity that he was going for, yet there's nothing simple about how slippery iPhones are. <laughs> like, the fact that they don't come with a rubberized case is absurd. Like, the fact that you have to add that. Well, that's what you you're paying for, this illusion of the fragility of this object that's like, it's an art <laughs> object, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's sensual. It's, it's the metal. The six was the most beautiful that had the metal I edge. still the have six this was old, gorgeous. I don't even know what this is. I have an oldie. I still have the button. I can't, I can't even turn on these new ones without the button on the bottom. Okay. So back to just a couple resolutions I want to say. Please. So I really am. And I, I hate myself for saying it because we've heard it forever and I can't even bring myself to say it. Move 30 minutes a day, no matter what. Oh, God. But I mean, kill me. I'm so I'm depressed. I'm so sorry to say it. Oh, okay. I have something to say about this. So, so the thing is moving 30 minutes a day, et cetera, et cetera, is absolutely effing joyless. Okay. It's a joyless concept. Okay. It does not ignite the imagination or the soul. God, I love and you. And so I refuse. Okay. Now I've thought about this recently because I, I've recognized I'm starting to have the thing where because of no exercise in the last many months, I am starting to have like the pain from no exercise. Now this is, this is ugly. And I wrote this down to tell you. Are you ready for this? It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible news. Okay. <laughs> Not all muscular aches can be solved through stretching and massaging and theragun. Sometimes, are you ready? You have to strengthen the muscle to no. fix it. <laughs> That's is this hard. not devastating? I realized yeah. it was like, oh, my back hurts because I have to strengthen my core. Wow. Uh, hell. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, movement has to come back. And I decided the other day, I'm an optimizer. Okay. And I refuse to experience things unpleasantly. Okay. I will not move for whatever. I just will not. So I've decided that I'm going to create sort of an elaborate, I, I refuse to do exercise that has not been imbued with magical, spiritual um, thing, not a I single movement. So what I, what I came up with the other day is I want to animate certain archetypes in my life. Okay. And so I decided to choose the, the archetype, the king, <laughs> okay. The king, the queen, okay. The, you know, wise crone, okay. The magician, <laughs> the alchemist, uh, whatever the fuck. Okay. I'm going to choose some, I'm going to get like pumped about them. And then I'm going to base my movements around them. So I'm going to, I'm going to choreograph my own workout. Mm. That's like a magical ritual. Okay. So for example, in which I go into king and I, I have movements <laughs> in which I'm prancing around. Okay. As a king. Okay. And I'm embodying that and exploring it. Okay. Then a warrior, et cetera. Okay. And so, I'm, but I'm going to do ones that really like excite me. And then I'm going to do like sacred dancing. Okay. Which is like throwing rose petals yeah. at, you know, the song, um, the Joni Mitchell, you know, River, Singing. that's the one, right? I wish I had a river so long. I teach my men to 
<laughs> but I'm really horrified that I'm, that I'm, I'm not struggling because it's the panic of, of trying to sing it. It's, Her dolphin um, okay. register. Uh, it's been around Christmas. I wish I had a river I could get away Gorgeous. on. I, could cry. I made my baby cry. <laughs> okay, I'll be retaking that later. Okay, I'll okay. be retaking that later. Okay, because I can sing, except for when scared. Now, some would say that means you can't sing. <laughs> okay, I believe in possibility. Transformation. But wait, what right? were you saying about Joni oh, Mitchell? Oh, so I was listening. I was listening. I, it came on yesterday as part of our Christmas Carol um, tunes. And um, or it, it came on yesterday. I started dancing in the living room. I remember <laughs> the love of dance. Okay. And I was dancing with all my soul. Okay. My, when, when I am, when I'm spiritually and imaginatively engaged, I will move my body to the point of just pure exhaustion. Yeah. With no, with no hesitance. No, dancing, dancing is, is the, the only, only way. way. It's the pathway to God. It's a pathway to all of it is dancing. And that, I mean, that is one of the most gruesome casualties of COVID is, is, is the lack of dancing. You know what you do when you park, when you, when you go to the mall, you park as far away from the entrance as possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Take the stairs at work. Sure. Yeah. Anything about just trying to get the body to move more. Okay, yeah. Is, you hate that. I refuse. Okay. I like that. I do. But I will say about. I will say, and I'm going to look up some of my phone because I want to get it right. I will say that I, I do find, and I, and I will be doing the mat work. I will be doing the Melissa Wood health. I will mm-hmm. be doing some of the, the floor Pilates low impact is what I enjoy. But I have to say it really is true because what I do, the main thing I do for exercise is I just take walks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I what, but I do. And so, but I did see online this certain treadmill which really captured my eye and i'd like to officially say that this is on my christmas wish list even though it is the new year's re- this resolution is on episode. new year's this is um, the new year's resolution wish list the walking pad r1 pro treadmill now this was sent to me by kate and i, I sent this to. to jacqueline immediately i said oh my god it's a walking treadmill and here it comes folks takes up hardly any more space than a yoga mat Wow. It folds up so, so, oh my God, in my dream last night, I was on a treadmill. I just realized. <laughs> so, okay, then that means it's, it's going to happen. looking at the image to recall the dream. So something like that could really be you, huge. You said it to me. And what it, what was the conversation? Just read the text. I want to hear it. Oh, okay. Let me bring it up. You just sent me a screenshot from the strategist, right? <laughs> hang on. I sent you, it was on the strategist. And I sent, you, sent you a screenshot. Hang on, pause. I sent you a screenshot. And then you said, I need that now. And I said, now, same. (laughs) And then I said, I really wish I had done more research before the Christmas episode. And then I said, oh, wait, New Year's resolutions, duh. See, yeah, the wish list never has to stop if you are (laughs) empowered and knowing your desires. So the treadmill. I want it so bad. So that could be huge for me. And then, so listen, folks, I realize here I am being you know, screw weight loss, screw dieting. And now I am begging for a treadmill, but I, and I, I hate it when people say this, but I swear to God, it's true. It's for mental health. I really I do. Know, find it's, it's true. true. And I'm, I'm devastated every time, every time I work out and I feel better mentally, I'm like, God damn it. Right. Cause yeah. it, it goddamn works for months. And it's I didn't. so, it's so tiresome. No one wants to talk about it. It sucks, but it's true. When you sweat and like are panting, you just do feel better. It, it's it's horrible. I wish it weren't true. And it's it's hell to do it every time. And well, so and I need it also because sitting is killing me. Sitting is killing me. The I'm, posture is killing me. I need a standing desk chair. as well. What I really want is the walking um, thing plus a standing desk. No, I hear you. I hear you. I once in my optimization work uh, back at my parents' house created a desk that attached to their treadmill. Okay, so hang on. So I want to do the exercise thing. I'm sorry, but it's true. And then, my by the way, my resolutions are boring. They're what everyone's are. But tr- yeah, be on my phone less. But truly, oh, I, I almost bought a Palm Pilot to get out of the Apple hellscape. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I can't. It's just it's it's robbing our every moment. And, and you know, we all know that. But truly, how do we get out of this pure hell? We've lost everything, and we continue to lose it at a rate that's so alarming. And so, what I would like to do is and. Th- the fact that I even have to say this is just such a humiliation. And in fact, I'm not going to, well, here I go read every day, but truly it's like the literature shall free us right. all. Fiction yeah, is the only way through fiction. Shall we all find ourselves and hope and our ancestors. And I, the, uh, 2021 for me is the year and the headline for me is the return to fiction. <laughs> and, um, I just think that I really need that. And then, uh, I think if I can really return to, 
to the written word and sweat, I'll be okay. See, I can't do any of those resolutions at the moment because the feeling of around New Year's resolutions and everyone doing it. It's just horrible. Gives I, know, me anxiety. I know. I like Even to as wait I say for it, everyone. Ugh. Like I used to um, like really hate being in the library in college when other students were in the library working. Like yeah. I had to like wait until like 3 a.m. and they were all gone or like finish my work over Christmas break. Like take in completes and finish them. I like to work when other people aren't. And you know working. what it reminds me of? Yeah. Back to school. Well, that's the true new year for me. That's the new year. It's September. It will always and it's the be back September. to school pencils and pens, but the notebook's clean. And you go, oh, it's the first day of class. And you open the page and you've dated it. And it's all so gorgeous. Mm. And then 12 hours later, it shambles again. And so it's like the humiliation of the fresh page, which serves only well, to mock right. the pages to come. No. And, and what, how do you write your, your name in the, in the, if lost, you know, and you write your name in there in some handwriting that can never be sustained. What's your reward for a lost journal? I just always write reward. And then with my phone number. I don't know. I have to check. It depends on the journal. It really depends on the journal. I think it's, I was thinking about this today with my computer. Should I write a hearty reward? <laughs> okay. Or I was thinking, I was thinking, okay. Or like on my iPhone, like, like a hundred dollar reward. Come on. That's a pretty good get. Like, that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> All you have to do is return it. Otherwise you have to like sell it and unlock it and yeah, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I like to like I, I I like to work when no one's working. It's absolutely my favorite. Like it, it's, mm. it's it's a comforting feeling. So I, I don't it's like, like to sacred do that. morning kind and of. And then I remember I hate the the New Year's kind of chat. Okay, like the chat around the New Year about the, about the the resolution. Like like I resent it. I remember a very embarrassing moment in my life that's referenced near constantly around the New Year is I was on the phone in the context of the my advertising work and talking to a client after you know the New Year had begun and they said something like. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? And Chris overheard this me say, oh, I always like to say I have January to figure it out. Is that embarrassing? I don't understand what the problem is. It's just like it was me trying to say something that had a little bit of charm, but not too much. Right, do, do, right, do right. Saying? And like I got off the phone and Chris was like, I always say I have January to figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's just like humiliating. By the way, I got a little distracted there. I'm going to tell you why. And it's something that's been happening lately. And I'm a, should I be worried? More and more lately, mm. I think I see mice and insects in the corner. <laughs> like, like more and more. I like, this may be too disturbing for it to be on air. Like I feel like more and more I'm like, like I look over and I see think movement. I see a mouse and there's nothing, or I'm like, oh, is that a cockroach on the floor? And there's nothing there. What is that? What would the psychic? What would? What's the emotional right. weight of that? Well, I think, um, you know, like kind of a sense of creeping danger, or like a sense of like, right, almost, I need to be more alert than I'm being, or something. Like I need to Whoa, be like, oh, that's scary. I need to be, but. Um, I remember one time sitting in my New York apartment and staring absentmindedly, just thinking, and your eyes are kind of like blurring, right? And then my eyes kind of came into focus, and I realized not only was I staring at a mouse, I was staring <laughs> into the eyes of a mouse, okay? Me and a, me and a mouse were making eye contact, and it was in a pot. It was in a pot oh, on my stove. So cute. <laughs> peering out. It was really cute. And then, like, we look under the stairs, and there's a doorway-shaped mouse door. No, you know, just like in Cinderella, like it was ridiculous. So put steel cute. wheel, in it, like steel wool. Did in you and scream? Then, you know, I, I, <laughs> I can't. You know, I can't recall. Okay, but it was pretty. It was, it was pretty exciting. Um, I celebrate your your resolutions. Okay, I. I by Thank the way, you. I think being on phone less is not a useful goal. It's too <gasps> abstract. It's it's like it's. Nothing, I know what it okay? is. It's it's. it's I want to be on it half an hour a day. Good luck bitch but that's my dream well yeah there, there are ways there are ways to to make it happen okay but anyway i celebrate and acknowledge but i i simply cannot join you um it's it's too dark and dangerous forest for me <laughs> to enter i respect time. that i respect that all right we're gonna go to ad looking for some amazing tv to stream sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on hulu you can't miss we're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. 
head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back to poo. I remember when I was a teenager, I would do these sort of yearly goals, uh, but it was goals versus resolution. Mm, uh, a resolution fucked. is too high stakes yeah. for me. Yeah. Resolutions are too high stakes and stressful. I just, I just, no. But a goal, I can... I can get behind. A goal mm-hmm. is a little more. I know I don't resolutions know. feel like self mutilation. Like there is something that's so dark about it. Like even here, as I'm like, I'm gonna move 30 minutes a day, and it's like, or not at all, and I'll be fine. Yeah, and that's, that's obviously the ultimate horror, which I came to reckon with. My sacred mornings, right. my hour yoga, my journaling, my meditation. Was I better off? Right. Were you actually better off? And how is there a way to measure that? Was there a way to even measure that? Ayana Van Zant, I think is her name, but... Um, yes, Ayana. I remember her talking about instead of balance, 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 okay, which is always pushed, mm. you know, uh, oh, you want to balance your family life and your da-da-da and your da-da-da and your da-da-da, okay? It's like, she was like, she's like, that's too hard and like too, I mean, she didn't say it like that, but, that. but she's like, that's not necessarily sustainable, okay? This kind of divide up and have equal yeah, tension pulling totally. from these different areas of your life. So she said, instead, she seeks to have harmony. So let's say you can't spend, you know, a third of the day with your kids, a third of the day working and a third of the day, whatever. <laughs> it's like, no, like you go away for three weeks working and no one sees you, but you, you know, not make up for it, but I just like I really like that okay I like that too um, I like rapture by the way do I even know what rapture is what's rapture well biblically I believe it's like when like they 
all the souls get like lifted up to heaven. Or <laughs> I guess some, I'm just thinking of like, of like ecstasy. Like I'm like, yes. is there room for ecstasy in resolution? You know what I mean? Like I want rapture. ecstasy. I want rapture. Over I want like resolution. Yeah, I want hedonism. I want to roll in the garden and I want grapes like sh- shoved in my mouth. Yeah. I don't want. I did my thing today. I did the thing I said I was going to do. <laughs> Let's want... check it off in my bullet journal's new. Uh... I don't want balance. No, balance yeah. sucks. Okay. Yeah. And guess what? I want to scream at the glory of the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I want to roll under the, the majesty of the moon. You yeah. know, here's the thing. People say balance and what they, what they mean, and it's rude, is an equal division of, you know, <laughs> exercise. <laughs> okay. All these, all these things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One fifth of my life is this. One fifth of my life is that. Come on. No, however, the truth of, <laughs> the truth of balance. Okay. Sometimes balance is achieved by a tiny thing over here and a, a big thing over here finding do, right. do you know what I'm equilibrium saying? yeah uh, you could have 60 grapes and one small <laughs> there's um, also some things to be said about this idea of peace and the way peace is boring like the idea of the measured like oh, yeah. i'm up at 6 a.m and i'm jogging and i'm writing in my journal and i'm doing this and there's and there's such there's no room for like i said rapture or like i don't know strong emotions yeah or like what well when do you weep or when do you scream out in pain or when do you let the pain flood you (laughs) it's like we have to give ourselves and this is something that i'm thinking about a lot it's just like no serenity is hell you know running towards the pain and like letting the pain really overtake you and we live in a grief you know we fear grief in this culture and we don't yeah we we assume that negative feelings are something to avoid under in which they show the grieving oh of course sicilian woman on the shores yeah yes and it's like no sometimes we do need to pound the earth and wail and you know in this culture and when i say this culture i barely know what i'm referencing yeah but i just but there's no (laughs) as is always the case case, but there isn't and one of the thrills of using the word okay but we need to give ourselves more room for those feelings because sadness and and pain and grief are inevitable and and the wellness day okay the wellness day this is part of the reason i just painted my office navy blue dark okay i want dark and moody gorgeous. In, in certain ways thank you okay as i'm tired of um fresh and airy okay yeah. um <laughs> like that the ideal work environment is blonde blonde sort of woods right and white walls okay is this sort of <laughs> model of serenity see this is the thing when we when we say wellness i think you picture this kind of moisturized skin placid expression <laughs> All that stuff. And th- there is no, there is no passion in that life, right? You yeah. and I want to be wailing on the beaches. We want to be rolling in ecstasy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We want highs and we want lows. Yeah. And so my wellness will not be uh, homogenous in that way. Yeah. My balance, so to speak, will be the tiny thousand pound nail on one side of the scale, you know, and then, and then 6,000 grapes on the other equaling it. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. That's what I was trying to say about balance. Like for something to balance, it, you know, it doesn't just mean equal division of a, oh, well, you know, your life's like a, um, like a pie, you know, like a pie chart. Well, both really. Okay. Yes. And, and you divide it up into triangles. <laughs> it makes me, it makes oh, me, sterile. that's why yeah. my exercise is going to be, and this, this is why I'm self choreographing spiritual ecstatic quote exercise i will no longer use the word exercise okay it is moving meditation it is alchemical bodily corporeal uh magic by the way that is what changed my relationship to yoga because i always had anger toward yoga and then i realized oh it's not exercise it's meditation and that really did help i was like if i just focus on my breath then it really and uh, god again here we are with the breath i hate that it's real but folks the breath is real i'm sorry the breath is real no i'm sorry guys it's like it's like i i want to tell you that don't breathe who cares but it's true the breath is real no it's real and i i i I despise i've i've never liked taking a full breath and i've had to work at it it's hard it's hard but the, the pie, you're so um, yeah. right, the sterile kind of vision of your life as these pieces of pie that ultimately serve, sorry, capitalism, right? It's like this idea of like, of, um, of. Unlike Poog. No, it okay. does because it's like, it's like meditate because the idea is like meditate so that you can write your book faster. And it's like, that's all meditation is about. Well, the bitch. model of productivity above yeah. all costs, right? Like, like productivity is valued in a way that I guess it wasn't, not everyone was always obsessed with product activity as a value the idea that night has been robbed from us and again i'm speaking as you know i have a little bit of information i take fragments over the years and piece together like a horrifying collage of all the rhetoric but there is something about like yes of like the the 24-hour workday, right and the 
the, the idea of, of the endless, we should always be productive and we can always be producing. And so well, that you have no value if you're not producing much like a, you know, steam engine operated 19. We're still stuck in the industrial revolution ap- applied to our own bodies. Yeah, in Italy, they go home for lunch. This is key to why I, I don't do resolutions. Okay. I have been to the desert and back. I have been through the forest of every productivity model. I mean, I, I, I truly could teach a variety of systems getting things done. David Allen's, uh, GTD, shout out GTD fans. Um, you teach? <laughs> sorry, I could, I could is what I'm saying. Okay. 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 I thought I said I teach. <laughs> truly. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to listen right now, but I, I, I could teach and I have, I mean, I, you know, casually to friends. Okay. Now have the times when I've been using those systems been my most productive? No. Wow. Okay. There it is. I wrote my first book. I developed, you know, my show in an absolute unadderalled free state that involves naps for days. Yes. You know, and, and you do have to survive, right? So like at the, during these times, I'm doing sort of advertising type stuff, right? Yeah. But it's like, get that done at 2 a.m. Who cares, right? Right. Your productivity, if you are going to worship at the altar of it, which, you know, fair enough, if you're, creative, whatever you want to produce things, it doesn't have to look even regimented into little squares. So anyway, I've, I've been there and back and realized that I ultimately have gotten more done living a hedonistic, well, it's like my thing about shame-free naps, okay? <laughs> I, I think it's imp- really important to take shame-free naps so that you don't manifest illness in order to give yourself the right to nap. Wow. So you're not manifesting a headache. <laughs> So that you can lay down. So it's it's like, I'm going to lay down. I even was thinking about this, giving myself, quote, sick days, okay, to kind of hack the mental system ooh. of, I'm going to lay down, I'm going to eat soup, I'm going to treat myself with the kind of care. That's smart. And I know they'll talk about mental health day. You should take one, blah, blah, blah. It's a little corny. And, and the word self-care has reached a point of, of hell, okay? I love what you're saying. And I think that's also really why we're such close friends, that we are both driven by hedonism. And I also <laughs> like, and chaos is my preferred method. It's the only one I truly right. know. And the more I turn away from that, the more I suffer. This idea of the kind of model yes. of like beating yourself into what someone else's version of productivity looks like. Okay. It's never going to work for me. Well, it'll be an endless fight. I mean, me on Adderall and what that looked like and getting up and doing my brain training exercises <laughs> and moving into this and that and, da, 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 and nothing being done versus me sleeping for three hours, writing, yes. taking it to the Italian restaurant, ordering Ooh, a pasta, okay? stop. doing absolutely nothing for a few days and then working really intensely all pleasure it's pleasure it's the truth yes and there is something here what you're talking about about pleasure about punishing like this world of beauty right and this world of the the skincare regimen that we that we speak of and all of this it's yes. like there's a way to do that to punish yourself or to live in fear right which i can slip into of like i've been using my serums wrong yes right or something and it's like but what about the fear titillates the fear titillates for the most part yeah it doesn't but, go completely over for you i think there's the pleasure right in like in indulging in the obsession. Yes. I feel like I feel like indulging obsession to me feels like pleasure because uh, obsession is something I do naturally and my brain goes towards. And so letting myself do it on something technically harmless. There are times where the skincare regimen or the productivity model or any of those things, obsessing over those things does have a juicy pleasure to me. There's an addiction. I love it. I love researching those things. A lot of times it's not about, um, it's not about the productivity model serving. I mean, just like the skincare thing, it's the novelty of the new system. It's the novelty of the new product. And I, it's okay to enjoy novelty. I mean, novelty sets off something in our brain, doesn't it? I mean, something mm-hmm. fires in the brain because that's a new kind of squirrel and I got to eat it. I actually hate how everything goes back to cavemen. You know what I mean? Well, when we were running from lions, when we, were running, we were still it was activating our stress system, but now it's not a lion. It's your landlord. <laughs> exactly exactly we don't know the difference anymore because we evolve at the rate of blah 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 blah. i despise it and yet i find myself running to it as quickly as i run to a hitler analogy (laughs) maybe even worse no but once again the the obsession uh the search is revealed to be the the center a new year's resolution to me can't have the quality of joyful obsession or indulging in my own obsession because a collective urge doesn't feel like what obsession joyfully feels like to me. Obsession joyfully feels to me like I'm going to turn away from the others and go down this path myself 
into this thing. But also, but the, the hell of a resolution, okay? A resolution is a, is a line that you are trying to maintain, okay? It's like this question mark and then check it off, you know? Like, it inspires nothing because it's too tangible, okay? Resolutions are too static, you're not following instincts. You're not following impulses, right? A resolution is is a like it's homework. It's homework. It's why Poog is about submitting to an endless and open uh, sense of possibility and transformation, right? I worship more at transformation as a act, as a state, than I do at what I'm trying to transform into. I don't care what I'm transforming into, right? I'm just I'm right. deeply inspired by transformation itself because that means I'm living in a magical world where things are possible. Mm. Gorgeous. I love it. Listen, we have to have room for pleasure and hope and there will be pleasure even in the amongst the wreck, even amidst the amongst the wreckage. I've become stupid. Is that what I'm trying to say? Even amid the wreckage, we have hope and we have beauty and we have pleasure and we have poo and we have poo and we have you, the listeners. And truly, it's going to be a wild year of Poog. You know, sure, the world may crumble, but Poog, honey, the internet, the internet's stable as far as I can tell. So Poog will be going out. Goodbye and Goodbye. see you in the new year. See you in the new year. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.